Welcome back to the Lovely Craftians. Last time, Glenn returned to the safe house and found Casey alone and unguarded while Esther and her skin suit were on a mission in Rockford. I then cruelly left you on the narrative edge at the best, worst possible moment. Regarding that moment, I feel like it's important to prepare you, dear listeners. You've known it was coming. Warnings of pain and torment have been more frequent, circumstances more dire each episode. We've held back less and less the whole season. This episode, however, is the beginning of the descent to the end. There will be painfully few bright moments from here out, and even those are going to be bittersweet. Steal yourselves. We're going to need all the resilience we can get. This episode contains graphic medical body horror, adult language and themes, and a lot of sad. Listener discretion is advised. And they're still alive, right? That's the respirator? They are still alive. Okay. Uh, there is an IV bag, an IV drip, that has a sort of pale, pale purplish fluid dripping down into it. There's a uh, mop of curly hair at the top of this person's head. You haven't seen it in a while, but you recognize that hair. She's gonna take a big swallow and uh, she's like, I'm the monster, I'm the monster, I'm the monster, I'm a big brave dog. And so she's just gonna go ahead and go through the door a little kind of awestruck and her eyes just like unblinking, like staring at this person. And you can tell there's no small amount of skin suit that is propping you up at this point. You're not operating through a haze, but you are operating through a lens of pragmatism that were you on your own, this would not be okay. Yeah, it's like jaw clenched, fist white knuckling. <laughs> like, I have to confirm. And with the sound of the respirator in and out, in and out, as you get closer to the head of this operating table, he's barely in there. His eyelids flutter occasionally. But this is definitely Cyril. She's gonna kind of silently just like, just like really just like flex in a sense of just like gripping everything, just like holding it all in. And then she's gonna loosen up and she's gonna just put her hand gently on his he flutters for a little bit but he's still pretty well knocked out she's just like fuck what the fuck is this uh and she's just like what do i do do i is this i (laughs) he's taken so much at this point it seems like and then she's uh, gonna gonna look around the room to see if there's like anything like 
Are there notes? How long has he been here? Has he been here the whole time? Like, anything to, like, give some sort of, like, semblance of, like, is this... Uh, can we save him? Roll a spot hidden. Okay. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Good success. Um, you do find a clipboard that's on one of the benches that's fairly close to the operating table. And uh, on the clipboard, there are some pretty like hastily scrawled notes. This is obviously Dr. Chicken Scratch, but you can still read it. And it's a log of when the doses have been given, what the effect was, and at the very bottom of the page, and it's clear that this has been going on for quite some time, whether or not he was in this state of being mostly flayed, who knows, but he's been administered Zomnia for several weeks in varying doses. Um, they've only gotten higher as time has gone on, and at the bottom of the page, there's an underlined, not the dreamer. She's just like, like her hands are just like clenching on this clipboard and she's just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, just plowing through people's lives. And uh, she's just like, she's just gonna put the clip, like, it's just like, she can't even think of what to do. So she just like throws the clipboard down. And she's just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't keep him here like this. Can't just walk away from this. They just take people and do whatever they want. She's um gonna find the IV drip. She's gonna gently kind of disconnect that from the IV. <laughs> his eyes flutter open soon enough which surprising amount of willpower there and she's gonna she's gonna hold his head because she doesn't want him to see anything else that's kind of a little disturbing and she's like Cyril Cyril Dolly I knew, I knew you were gonna come. I told you I'd find you. I, I knew if anyone could, it would be you. Hey, misfits look out for each other. I need to get out of here before they catch you. Yeah. Um. But what about you? I don't. I don't know what to do. They've got you hooked up to things, and... There should be a plug. Oh. I... 
but I just found you. You could connect the IV again. Okay, whatever they did. It's already too late for me, but you don't have to be here. What do you want? Do you want the IV back? I'll put that back if you want that. It's probably less traumatizing than unplugging the cord. <laughs> For both of us. Are you at least having good dreams? <laughs> I, yeah, it's funny because I was dreaming about you. <sighs> I've been dreaming about you too. I'm so sorry. This, this isn't your fault. And you found me. Yeah. I just wish I found you sooner. It's okay. I want you to know I'm I'm gonna make sure they don't do this ever again. I know. I, I knew what I was doing when I left that note for you. Thank you. The ventilation is just hooked up. In the next room. Just one match. In the right spot. Okay. The police could go. I understand. Or you could kick over the Somnia. That's basically just a meth lab. <laughs> well, I want you to keep having good dreams at least. She's gonna give him a real gentle forehead kiss and uh, be like, I'm gonna burn these motherfuckers down. And there's a surprising amount of determination and like kind of steel as he makes eye contact with you again. Good. she's gonna very gently put the IV back in and she's gonna be like uh, you know mouth dry, lips quivering and say, you have sweet dreams I love you I love you too and he drifts back off and her hands are clenching and her jaw is just wired shut with how much her muscles are so tense right now and she's like I could keep searching here or I could just burn this whole fucking place down and she's like I kind of just want to burn it all down And uh, she's going to head into the ventilation area and see if she can sort of MacGyver a way for this to just go in one big shot. 
All right. So you go into this room. It's largely empty. There are a lot of, uh, this is where the back of generators are kept. Um, and the ventilation is in there and it's a pretty hefty, like, and also carefully calibrated tank. You're far enough down in the ground that like getting enough oxygen down here was a little bit tricky. So there's a little bit of a boost in there. And it would really not take a whole lot. It might be a little risky. You're going to have to move pretty fast to get out of it. Yeah. But you could easily send fire through most of this place. Which I shouldn't sound so chipper about, but <laughs> boy, howdy. <laughs> um, uh, now, uh, she's also going to look for, like, some, because uh, he mentioned the Somnia as well. And she's like, okay. Well, if we're going to start a fire, let's see if we can make it a big one. And um, she's going to see, check those chemicals and stuff and see if there's like accelerants and stuff like that. Yeah, there are definitely things in here that would do the trick. It would take kind of an education check, I think. Okay. Everything is pretty carefully labeled because they're chemists and they're being smart about it. Um, it's just a matter of finding one that tickles your brain, right? Yeah. It's like, ooh, this could make boom. <laughs> oh, she no smart. You just grab what sounds the most chemically, because the more chemically it sounds, it feels like that's less stable for some reason. So Sometimes they have labels too that have like fire on it and like a, like slash through it, where it's like this is flammable. Yeah, you can find the cabinet that has all of the flammable stuff. It's like in a hood, so that they could deprive oxygen if they needed to. She's like good she's gonna grab all those and she's gonna go back like she's gonna like let some of it pour out in that like room she's in right now she's gonna make sure she gets some in the computer area and then you know trailing as much as she can she's gonna go into the back into the hallway she was in just to make sure it spreads and it's not localized Fair. Um, I'm gonna have you make a special roll. Okay. So you've made this trail of chemicals. You're about ready to drop the match. How far into the hallway did you go? Um, she's gonna go as much as she can to kind of have a really good running start. Okay. So as much as like the chemicals can give her. All right of a line back to like that gate out outside like that exit stairwell so i'd say you are pretty close to the exit stairwell now at this point and you're about ready to drop the match when those doors the stone doors that were carved at the end of the hall open up and wilson lamb steps out and he's very taken aback that you are there it's a really obvious look of surprise and confusion as it clicks in his head he's like how the fuck did you get down here? And then she's just gonna flip him off <laughs> and throw the match down. Okay. Uh. And then, are you gonna bit? What are you gonna do after that? Just I guess immediately run. Okay. Uh, do a dex. Dex. God damn. Oh god. Oh, well, God. that's okay, because Wilson was so flabbergasted that his role wasn't good either. <laughs> totally got <laughs> Damn it. it. Um, so 
you flick the match down, but you kind of stumble over your feet because he's now talking to you and you're not really expecting him to pop out. He shuffles towards you. It's not a fast movement by any means because he did just have his guts ripped out for a bit. So he's still healing, but he's hobbling and he's like, get back, get back here. And he's fumbling around for a fire alarm somewhere. Um, she's gonna, like, just try and, like, hit him as, like, at least, like, just, like, a full body check, like, shoulder check to, like, knock him down and then try and run again. All right, that's gonna be a fighting brawl. All right, let's do it. Damn it. This is when it ends. He sees you coming with it and he dodges out of the way, but even as he dodges and he, like, flails backwards. There's a strain and he clutches his stomach and he grimaces. Okay, so she's gonna immediately go to punch his stomach. Alright, another fighting brawl. Alright, yeah, uh, you, you hit him right in the tum-tum that is not doing great. He doubles over, he starts coughing up blood. He's down for the count. Um, and then she's just gonna immediately get up and then try to run again. Uh, she's gonna look at the match to make sure that fire is going. Oh, it is going. Okay, so you she's grabbed a book good it. flammable there. All right, Dex me, please. Okay. This one's more successful, and it's about that time that you do start hearing some pretty loud popping sounds as stuff starts catching in the lab and there are more footfalls coming from way farther down than what you could see as you are making your way out and fleeing the scene. And I'm gonna have you roll Esther's luck. Luck be a lady. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. <laughs> How is it so good and then like so bad? I'm honestly in awe. Yes. Uh, so roller coaster for my emotions really right now. Like, <laughs> my dice is right. just like having a night. <laughs> <laughs> They're really feeling themselves. We just don't know what that means. <laughs> All right, so you make your way up those stairs. You bust through the bathroom door. You run directly into the guard that you knocked out. You both bump into one another, and I'm gonna need you to do a dodge to catch yourself. Okay. Oh my god. Oh god. That's okay because he failed even harder. Um, <laughs> he goes flying <gasps> on his back. He's a good deal away from you at this point. Okay. Looking pretty flabbergasted. She's just gonna book it. One more decks. God damn. Oh my god. Were you rolling on Esther or Skester? Oh, that was Esther. That makes sense. Okay, sorry. There we go. I gotta have them a little bit. That's better. (laughs) (laughs) So you do fumble there, and then uh, it, it really does feel like your skin version of you just like takes completely over and is like, no, we we can't be here. Unless we start taking everybody's skin, which I'm down for. Just putting that out there. <laughs> uh, Let's save our own skin it's, first. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly instinct that takes over and like drags you up and out of the building as you take off back towards town. 
I feel like I've traumatized you enough and we're going to bump over to Casey. Okay. <laughs> All right, Casey. So you've been talking with essentially your subconscious version of you who's been like kind of giving you the basics and walking you through. Here's how we can dream together. And it's going to be really fun. Maybe. Well, I don't know. We have to catch up on like 20 years of not doing this together. So <laughs> yeah, we got to get somewhere here with it. And eventually, because time doesn't really mean much when you're dreaming, you get to a point where you feel pretty comfortable on your own and you kind of want to explore for yourself. And your subconscious isn't going to fight you on this, obviously, because it's your subconscious. <laughs> so where would you like to go? Is it like I can just explore wherever I mean basically it's your brain it's your dream god this is like mm -hmm. placing like a full like a full buffet of all my favorite <laughs> foods in front of me and then asking me where do I want to start <laughs> uh, would I be able to go back no 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 was it I was trying to it's either go back to the first time like I've ever had like a dream that like affected like Casey I in real life to like like you know like outside observe it or would I be able to like go into somebody's dreams uh, if you want to test on yourself first you can yeah I'll try that alright power check you get it at advantage that's okay, you get it at advantage. You get one more. Yeah, yes. there we go, baby. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Your dice look like they're doing the same thing. <laughs> it's going to be a night. It's a night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you do, you flash back to, it wasn't the first one because you don't really have a memory of that, but you do have, at least at sort of a core level, the memory of the night that you had the dream about the ocean where you almost drowned, and it was the night that you realize that this was actually kind of serious and it wasn't just a game or your brain having fun too much and it became real. So you see that sort of outside perspective of your mom finding you on your floor, coughing up water, your dad on the phone with emergency services, coughing up a ton of water on the floor. And then you remember your uncle Jackson bringing you Neo and Jupiter for the first time and how exciting that was. So yes, it was a terrifying moment, but you gained a little bit of control over it so that it didn't happen again. So sort of a mixed bag of emotions behind that. But it is the first time you fully remember that event. Uh, so it's just like a recreation of everything that happened. Like, can she see like what the actual dream was like i know it was in the ocean but oh you want to go back like okay do it again another power check is there like you know delve deep to see if there's anything significant about that dream considering it's the first time that she remembered so you seem to like almost physically step through this initial dream you move around yourself and your parents as it kind of rewinds to start playing again and you walk backwards into your dream. And as you're walking, you feel ocean water lapping at the bottom of your feet. And you feel 
the mist that's around you. And you can even see yourself kind of treading water at the surface before you're yanked downwards under the ocean. From the mist around you, you hear... But this time, it seems like it's directed at you, not at dream version of you, child you, who is yanked under the surface. There's a pointed sort of attention being paid to you now, like it knows that you're there. Um, can I tell like what direction is coming from, or is it just like an all-around sound? It reminds you of that day in the Judge Foundation when it was really foggy outside the building, but you could see smoky kind of tentacles moving around through it. She's gonna like kind of like stop, look at, look at the where her old self, like baby, uh, baby dream Casey was, and then like stop and then look at hello, Casey. Who? And there is a rush as these shadowy tentacles from the mist around you shoot out towards you and the water below you starts to roil as tentacles start reaching upwards for you not just baby dream casey can i like what type of role would i be able to do to see if i can like stop How- the tentacles from coming to her uh that would be a power check Okay. I don't know, like, maybe... <laughs> Sorry. I was thinking, just, like, <laughs> force field! <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all up to your brain, so... Goddamn. Hmm. Okay. Extreme success. Yeah, you... It's just really... Uh, you describe it, actually. Describe how you want to stop him. Um, so, Casey is... She's gonna be, like, a little scared at first, because you know this is something that's I guess haunted her for a while every single time these tentacles come she gets scared and it's just like I don't know what to do but for some strange reason this time I guess after spending so much time in the dream world she knows that the dreams could possibly hurt her but also at the same time that she's a lot a little lot stronger than she gives herself credit for so she's just gonna like hold her hand out in front of her and it's just like stop and they do And it is almost like that sort of invisible force field goes up where they hit a point where they strain, but they just can't reach you. And then they recoil in frustration and the ocean begins to roil even more. Who are you? Awaken me and find out. Uh, yeah, you know what? I think I think that's really not a good idea. I think that's I think that's something that I'm not gonna do, considering the fact that whatever you are, you've tried to kill me, like a lot. You don't get a verbal answer to that. Uh, you do get a ton more tentacles bursting out from the water, rushing up at you, and it's gonna have to be a, a quick power check to extricate yourself. Oh gosh. Oh, oh dear. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. Okay, okay, but we get it at advantage, yes. so it's okay. Uh, oh my god. Hold on, I need a moment. <laughs> oh no. It's about to be game over and we didn't even know. 
Oh, what the fuck? Oh. That was a cheeky 100, everybody. That was a very cheeky 100. Woo. <laughs> oh. 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 Thank God that was an advantage. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> my You're lord. <laughs> oh. Oh, gracious. Shit. Alright, so you essentially yeet yourself out of this. You're like, absolutely fucking not. Like, every time you go to wake yourself up from a nightmare and you, like, pull yourself, at least it feels like it when I wake myself up from a nightmare, I, like, pull myself out of that dream. And you do it with such a force that you're knocked back a little bit, but you're not home. You are in a bedroom, very tastefully and expensively decorated, but it's very clearly also not yours. Um, okay, this is weird. She's gonna, like, look around a little bit. Um, she's still dreaming, though, right? Yes. Wow. Oh, shit. Is that... Those, is that cashmere rug? She's gonna, like, bend down a little bit and then, like, brush her hand across. Holy shit. This is cashmere. Where, where am I? She's gonna stand back up and look around. Are you looking for something specific or just kind of general? Just kind of generally looking around. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna make you roll for it then. Um, so, for all of the very nice stuff. There's also a corner of the room that has a bookcase on it that has a lot of what you would think that someone with a room like this would consider junk, but it's not junk. These are treasures from the Star Guard Federation. <gasps> oh my god. It's gonna kind of like do like a little squeal, like skip run over to the <laughs> to the bookshelf and look at it. Oh my is that is that the limited edition Captain Waffles in the blueberry pajama set? They only ever made two of these. And I know the president has one, so I never knew who got the second one. She's gonna like <laughs> gently reach out and like lightly caress it. Oh, you're as glorious in real life as I imagined you to be. <laughs> Okay. Uh, that's probably my favorite piece of canon now. <laughs> that the president has this special blueberry pajama waffles. Um, <laughs> I was trying to keep it in, and then you just put that in. <laughs> that can't destroy the world now, damn it. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> you are admiring all of this, and. The, your back is to the door, and the door bursts open, slams shut. There was arguing that was happening on the other side of the door that briefly opened up and then just kind of faded back into background noise as the door slammed again, so it's muffled. Oh, I'm just like, Casey's just like enamored with... <laughs> the captain waffles she like gently picks she, like she's she's like in the middle of picking it up when she hears the door slams and she abruptly turns around and looks behind her 
So standing there, kind of rubbing his eyes so he doesn't initially see you, is Sebi. <sighs> and then he looks up. Casey, 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 you can't. What are you doing? What are you doing? You can't be here. You cannot be here, Casey. You can't be here. How did you even get? Oh, oh my God. And he kind of unceremoniously bum rushes you into the closet and closes the door. And it's a big walk-in closet, so you've got plenty of space. Um, hi, hello. I'm Casey. <gasps> yeah. How are you? Oh, what are you doing here? You can't be here. You what do you mean? You can't be here. I, I can't be here where exactly? You're in my house. This is the worst place you could be. Well, maybe not the worst, but if they find out that you're here, I, I, I can't protect you if they find out that you're here. Okay, wait, hold on, slow down. One, protect me from who? Two, I thought you were angry at me and you hated me. And three, um, I think whatever else you're thinking besides that is fine because this is a dream. What do you mean this is a dream? Uh, yeah, um, I'll have to explain that to you later, but what do you mean? What, I, we're at your house, but why is that a problem? What's going on? I guess that does make sense, because we had... My dad and I had this argument hours ago. I guess I'm just rehashing it. But... Casey, if they find out that you're here, I can't save you. Oh, I mean... No, there's there's no I mean in this. There's no leeway. They'll make me kill you. What do you mean, make you kill Why me? do you think I got rid of you as fast as I did? I had to get rid of you somehow, but I couldn't do it like that. And you can't be here, because if they know, I can't protect you. Well, I'm still very, but slightly, but also very angry at you. I know. For what you did before. But considering the situation, I will forgive you on one condition. Is it the blueberry waffles? It's the blueberry waffles. <laughs> if that's what's going to take to make you safe, just you take all of them. I don't give a shit. Thank you. She like takes the wall. She takes the figure and then tucks it into the front of her pocket. Now, um, the real reason oh, that I guess that I got thrown here is that you're kind of in a lot of trouble right now. And is there any way that you can get out of here? It's not just me. It's not just me that's in trouble here, Casey. Yeah, well, you're Mine's the most manageable, though. How is yours manageable? Having your brain sucked out and then replaced with your dad's is manageable? Roll a psychology for me. 
Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. You want to solve nice. all his problems. <laughs> Calm down. My God. I mean, don't. This is great, but fuck. Um, any amount of shock or horror that you were expecting to see on his face upon revealing this is not there. Wait. Did did you know that this was going to happen? Sebi, did you know that this was going to happen? And she kind of like reaches out and like grabs his arms. After the basement, after I made sure that you and Harold were out of security clearance range, uh, my dad didn't really have a choice but to talk to me about it. I'd seen the Pete's, I'd talked to Pete, and by some miracle you missed that. I know you were drugged and it was an accident, but thankfully at least because you didn't know anything. Anyway, um, yeah. And you're just okay with this? Of course I'm not okay with this. Sorry. I'm not okay with it, but I can't protect anybody like this. And there's a lot of bad going on. And I can only do something about it with my dad. That's that's how we can stop any of it. And if that's the cost of keeping you safe, then I'm going to do it. So in this whole machismo thing that you have going on right now to keep me safe, what about yourself? What about what about what I want? Did that ever occur to you? It's not machismo to try and keep your friends alive. <sighs> Listen, I'm not I'm not angry with you. Mm. I, I don't I don't believe that very much. Okay, maybe I'm like halfway angry at you, but that's not really the point here. I just as important as I am to you, you're just as important to me. And I don't want your brain to be sucked out and replaced with your dad's because that would really suck. I mean, it would technically like actually really suck, but then also like physically like mentally suck because you no longer be but that's not here neither here or there that's not the point but is there any way that you can get out of here or like is there something that you can think of that i can do to help if i leave if i leave this it's just a matter of time before he finds he either finds me and drags me back or finds someone else to do it and that's not fair, Casey. That's not fair to anyone else. It's not fair to me, but at least I know and I get to choose what happens to me. And who knows, maybe in me being willing, some part of me will still be left and I can influence so he's not as fucking awful. But 
can't stop anything or do the things I'm supposed to do without his help. And who told you that? I made that decision for myself. I know you think I'm just some puppet, but Kesey, I'm choosing this because it's what I have to do. And sometimes you have to sacrifice in order to let people go and live and thrive. You have to sacrifice something that's really big in order to gain something really big. I've already lost a lot. I don't... I don't think it has to work out this way, Sebi. I don't think you sacrificing yourself is going to help anything because from what I've seen I don't if you do this the chance that any part of you is going to be left is almost none so then what, what is what is the point in you doing all of this even if I'm not here, then the means that humanity has to keep going in this cosmic fuck show, you don't even know the half of it. He's the best shot that we've got to keep going. Uh, well, speaking of cosmic fuck show, um... Yeah, so you know how I'm sitting here talking to you right now? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, apparently uh, I'm supposed to be a sacrifice to bring back one of the Elder Gods called Cthulhu. And she kind of like does like a quick like, yeah, and like kind of like shifty eye look at him. Uh, there is like no recognition in that name. He's still concerned, obviously, but there's not like a connection there for him. Okay, so essentially, if I get sacrificed uh, by this being uh, that um, is sleeping technically right now, so yeah, I gotta wake him up, uh, the world is going to be destroyed. So that world that you're dreaming of, yeah, that's it's probably not gonna happen. It's just all the more reason I need to do this, Casey. If that's gonna happen, someone has to be here to yeah. keep humanity going and that's like it or not he has the resources and the knowledge to do that and I I don't as much as I want to help as much as I want to give everything over this is what I can do this is not she just is just Casey like talking to herself in her head alright um I gotta try and figure out a way to convince this boy that sacrificing himself is not gonna do anything to help save the world when and she's just like she like she's like looking at him and just like frustratingly like rubbing her face. It's just like, oh my god. 
why are guys why are guys like this why why are men like this why why can't they just you know you tell them something and then they listen all those have to be <laughs> i have to be the one to sacrifice myself to save everybody oh i'm so grand she's just thinking all of this in her head this is not she's not saying this to sebi right now man this is hard i don't know what i don't know what i don't know what casey should do this is hard she can't just like suck his soul out or whatever take his dream self and then like kidnap it because then his dad will have free reign to his body anyway <laughs> I feel so bad because I feel like if Casey just like leaves him now he's not gonna like try to, to help himself look they're the ritual's not till Saturday. I have a little bit of time. Maybe there's something. I'll look into it, but I need you to respect it if I make this choice. And if not respect it, then just respect that I'm allowed to make it for myself. As my friend, I want you to know that I have all the respect in the world for you, Sebi. I just don't agree with what you're thinking of doing, but I appreciate the fact that you're still willing to try and not give up. And I promise you that I'll do everything in my power to help you so that you don't have to disappear forever and she kind of like chokes up a little bit at that and then like turns away from him but you need to know that you might not be some god i don't even know how old your dad is like how many generations did that brain get sucked and then dropped over and over again like why he has all this technology he couldn't just make like fucking robot suit for his brain to put into like they have that all the time there's other galaxies that have put that technology in he could have just gotten his brain downloaded onto a chip and then put it into a robotic body and be like hey i'm a robot i have no human things i don't die easily he just did that and instead of trying to you know like sacrifice every generation after him and she's like walking around going on a tangent with like throwing her arms all over the place and he, he kind of lets you just spin out for a little bit before he finally grabs not hard grabs your wrist puts your hands down so you're just not flailing quite so much and then he pulls you into a hug I just wish that we'd had more time Casey like stops <laughs> It like sniffles a little bit, but she's refusing to cry. I I wish we did too, but no matter what, I hope you respect the fact that I'm going to do whatever I can to save you. Maybe you will. Now... Is there anything, well, I don't know if you're like stuck in here. Is there anything that I can, since I'm not stuck, I can help you look into and then maybe we can meet here again. I'm still trying to 
you know, get the hang of this whole lucid dreaming stuff. But I think I'd be able to find my way back here again. And as you're saying this, roll a listen for me. It's the one die. Hey, hey, 69. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay, so he stiffens up and gets a little bit tense. And you can hear voices, the ones that were arguing, getting louder and coming closer. And he whips around so that you're excuse me, he whips around so that you're facing him as he has his back to the closet door. You are, your back is to his clothes. And he says, just be safe. And then he gives you a pretty hefty shove as you fall backwards through the clothes out of his dream. The Lovely Craftians is brought to you by Wampus House Productions and the Penwich Studio Network, starring Cassie as the game mistress, writer, and producer, Ashley as Casey Jones, Sade as Glenn Bishop, and Samantha as Esther Willows. Need something to add to your podcast queue? We've got just the thing. Hey, sorry to interrupt your favorite podcast, but I'm here to tell you about Shrimp and Crits, an actual play podcast with a southern twist. My name is Ian, and I am the keeper for this show as we play Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. If you like the sound of swampy monster mayhem, gators gone shopping, and magical fairy mischief, you will be right at home in the remote panhandle town of Gullicochica, Florida, where spooky danger has begun to wash ashore. Shrimp and Crits is the story of Sarah Payne the Mundane. All I'm asking for is answers. That's all I'm looking for is the truth. Ari Green the Searcher. You know the proclamations of the fame. I suggest you follow them from now on. And Ray Ray, the most mundane monstrous you will ever meet. Mr. Zeus, I'm a I'm a big fan. I, I knew you were I knew you were real. Um, and Ray Ray's just like bowing in front of this swan. As they fumble their way through protecting their skeptical town from mysterious evils. We release new episodes every other Monday on the podcatcher of your choice. Hope to see you soon in sunny Gullicochica.